This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 29, Finding Joy in the Messy and Imperfect Life. Welcome back. I am Becky Higgins, and with me is my friend and my co-host, Becky Proudfit. Hey there. Hello. Hey. How you doing? And we have someone really special here with us today who we're super duper duper excited about, the wonderful, the beautiful Melanie Burke. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yay. We have Melanie. What an honor. Oh, yes. In fact, as we've been chatting before we even started recording, Becky and I already have these feelings of like connectivity, meaning like she's connecting with all the things that we've already been thinking about and talking about so much. So it makes it makes so much sense that we address the topic at hand. We're so excited. And I really think that that's what happens when women are open and sharing the things that are on their hearts and minds. Totally. We really align more than we think. Mm -hmm. So excited. So before we dive in, let's just hear a word real quick from this week's sponsor. One way that we love to cultivate a good life is by incorporating positive messages into our home as constant reminders that lift our spirits and help us to feel more empowered. When we first shared about the letter ledges from Spotted Owl Avenue, you guys kind of went crazy over this. And really, it's just no wonder. I seriously love these. The Mm -hmm. customizable wooden letters, words, and decals slide into the handmade letter ledge, allowing you to create unique messages that seriously look amazing in your home. The original letter ledges are a true statement piece in your house, and it is available in 24 and 48 inches. And now they have launched the mini letter ledges are 12 inches long and they all come with a 70 plus piece letter kit they are seriously the cutest check out spotted owl avenue on instagram and of course you get to save 10 percent as a listener of cultivate a good life use becky 10 at checkout and enjoy making a new kind of statement one that you can change as often as you like when you get your own letter ledge from spotted owl avenue Before we jump into the topic, I would love you guys to get acquainted with Melanie. So tell us about yourself. So I am Melanie Burke. I live in San Diego and I have five kids from ages nine to six months. So and they're beautiful. They're Mm -hmm. like so much fun. And as you can imagine, it is a mess. In, in the our best home, kind of way, right? In a beautiful and everything I hoped that I could, my life could be um, of having five kids. So it is a lot of fun. We enjoy being outside. We love going on hikes, surfing the ocean. We are outside people. And as well, I am a graphic designer and I've been able to design lots of things, lots of logos and packaging for different companies over uh, the last 10 years. And so I consider myself a mother, a designer, an entrepreneur, and mostly just a collector of happy and mm. lover of life. I so. love that. That's awesome. I want to, I like that. I was going to say, I, I love I that. I am a collector of happy. Collector of happy. collector of happy. I feel like we need to make that into a t-shirt. Ooh, I know a girl that can design one. You do. <laughs> yes. Well, we've gathered with Melanie and we've decided to invite her on the show because, well, first because of her heart. I've known Melanie for several years and and there's 
hardly a heart made of more gold than Melanie's. And so that I connect to you, Melanie, that way. And I, you have had an impact on my life because you're such an example of someone who, who is so in tune with what their purpose is. And that doesn't mean that you have all the answers. It doesn't mean that you have all the answers for yourself or your family or for your life's work all the time, but it means that you're constantly trying to be in tune and to make sure that you're living out the purpose that you believe that you're supposed to to live out, right? And so I thank you for that example because I think that that is the kind of light that we need more of in this world and you're an example of that and you live your truth and it's really, really inspiring. Um, so having said that, didn't t- tell you ahead of time I was going to toot your horn so much, but um, but you have thoughts and we asked Melanie just, you know, what is near and dear to your heart? What are you feeling the most lately that is something that is we've got to share, right? And so you were deeply inspired. We feel that. And where would you like to kick this off? Well, let me just first off say thank you so much. Um, and I will try to be worthy of the things that you have said. But mostly I feel like when the reason I feel inspired to talk about this particular topic is because of it's what I've been learning and it is something that I've struggled with. And so one of the things that my sister is a psychologist and she says that those psychologists who are the most effective are those who those are those that struggle who Mm. have struggled. Mm -hmm. And so I come before, you know, talking about these things saying I'm right here with you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the reason I know these topics so well is because I am studying these, learning these, thinking about these principles of how to find joy in the messy and imperfect life. We live in a world filled of beautiful images on Pinterest and Instagram and everywhere we go design. I'm a designer. I love good design. You Mm -hmm. can bet that I love filling my home with beautiful things. I love a staged image more than anyone probably. (laughs) I love the irony of this. This It's perfect. Yeah. I love especially in the world that you're in. Yes. And my job is to make things as perfect as they can be. Mm -hmm. And so as I as this is my job, of course, as all of us find at one time or another that we cannot measure up to the expectation of what we have for ourselves. And so as I've had, I feel like every time I have another child and I most recently had my fifth, I kind of realized like, oh, I can't really do all the things that I could do before. And it's a little bit humbling. And Mm -hmm. every time I'm reminded about how it always teaches me about how much I have expectations for myself Mm -hmm. and that a lot of times what is keeping me from joy is myself. And so Mm. that's why I'm really excited to talk about, talk about how we really can find joy when our life is messy and imperfect. Which is all all the time because that just is the nature of life is it is messy. It is imperfect. And it's also flipping amazing, Mm -hmm. but it is all those things. Right. And like you said, when you had um, your sweet daughter, it seems like when we have things come up in our life, whether it's just an adjustment or a trial or something new that comes up, it kind of puts everything back into perspective and kind of gives you that little reset of like having to reevaluate what's going on and what you can do and what you're about so that you're able to be effective and happy. And it just gives you those little moments of reset. So it's cool that you've had that. Totally. And I think it's really interesting that you straight away said that 
we are the reason we are the uh, i don't remember which word you used but you said that it's kind of our own doing when we rob ourselves of that joy absolutely it's on us right we have that choice every day absolutely so what in the world why are we getting in our own way what is that about Yes, and I love the word finding joy or creating mm-hmm, joy, right? right? This idea that we create it. So first off, as we talk about robbing, what robs us of joy? And I have a few points that I think we can think through, five points that I like to kind of go through and ask myself, like, am I getting stuck on these? So the first one is perfectionism. Oh, boy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And don't we all <laughs> refer to the Jody Moore episode <laughs> and her coaching with our sweet Rebecca? She may have realized that I have this issue that I didn't I mean it doesn't have to be a bad thing but like I when you when you say that I'm like oh man I'm just recently realizing what a stumbling block that can be in my life yes and and a gift but Mm -hmm. but also a stumbling block right yes and I think that's the first key is it can definitely rob us of joy but recognizing that up till now it's gotten you to this point Mm -hmm. and so not being upset with it right like Mm -hmm. owning it like recognizing okay this has been a tool that has helped me up to this point at this point it is not helping me and i need to recognize how that trait is robbing me of joy yeah and how can i use those tools of perfectionism so what are some of the good things of perfection right it, it's a drive the drive it's, a right. it's attention to detail mm-hmm. right it's proactivity it's yeah there, right. i mean there's a lot of good mm-hmm. things that can come from like it's great yes if you choose to use it in great ways exactly right and so I think the key is to ask yourself, do watch, listen to the episode, yeah. <laughs> but recognizing what about perfectionism that, that you struggle with it, what, how does it manifest in you and mm-hmm. what are the good traits that you can take from that and what are the damaging things of perfectionism? Yeah. Right? Which pieces of it rob you of joy and which mm-hmm. pieces add to your joy? Well, and you have right? to stop and take time to really think about it too. Mm-hmm, I want to emphasize sure. that point is that I think a lot of times we get so caught up in just the busyness of life that we aren't still enough. We aren't quiet enough. We're not just yeah, eliminating yeah. the noise to stop and think about these things, about our gifts, about our strengths and weaknesses so that we can make the most of them. So I think yes. that's just a really important thing for us to be intentional about. And I think one thing I want to point out is there's different culture of saying, like some people say, and all of these are good things, right? One person says, I am enough and mm-hmm. you are enough. And then other people say, well, I'm not enough, right? There, there's this kind of like mm-hmm. counter. And I think for me, what was really freeing, and this is me personally, for me, I believe in a higher power. And so me recognizing, saying like, I'm not enough and I will never be enough. I'm only enough with Christ. But recognizing mm-hmm. I didn't have to be perfect, mm-hmm. but that I was inherently flawed because when I would say I am enough, I was like, but I, I'm not. Right. <laughs> like you don't believe what you're, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like recognizing that I was trying to pretend that I was enough. Mm-hmm. I was, I had that perfectionism. So, and, and we get the spirit of what people are saying when they try to right. say, I am enough. Like we get mm-hmm. that. We get yeah. what the message is trying to be, which is uplifting and empowering. Yes. Like I am enough. Like you're enough. Mm-hmm. You are doing enough. But I totally agree with you. None of us are enough, but in the most beautiful way, because we need him, right? right. Like that's, that's, and we that's need each other. Yeah. yeah. And we each other. And so if all of us were perfect on our own, we wouldn't need each other. And this the world would be a really sad place. Mm-hmm. It would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. So mm-hmm. the second one is expecting too much of ourselves. So often when we struggle with perfectionism, or even if you don't, we have these high expectations and 
we almost don't realize that we have them, but we, we think, mm-hmm. well, I can do that. I can, of course I can do that. I'm, I'm the deliverer. I always am able to deliver, right? Mm-hmm. I'm always reliable. I'm, I'm a yes man or yes woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we think that we don't have hold people to that standard, but we oftentimes do. We often expect more of other people than they are willing to deliver. And that can be mm. damaging because eventually you will realize that you can't always deliver, that you're not always reliable. You'll fail at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those expectations, really unrealistic, unhealthy expectations can rob us of joy. Granted, it's the same thing as perfectionism. It can be a useful tool. So if any of these points you say, I definitely have that when you say, okay, well, this has been a useful mm-hmm. tool up until now. How can I leave the baggage and take the good? Mm-hmm. You know, such a good way to put that. Expectations are such a tricky thing because I have totally fallen into this category where I am like a mover and a doer and all those things. And now that you're now that you're saying that and I'm thinking about it. I do sometimes have high expectations for people around me and their ability to like function in the same way that I do. And without, yeah, yeah. because that's what you're used to and Mm -hmm. you are high functioning. And so it's, it's not, I think it's just natural. It's just a natural. But I had never thought about it that way that you really do kind of externally expect those things from other people. And then you look at the opposite, my husband who in the best way possible, has no expectations for anybody ever. Mm -hmm. But because of that, he is never disappointed. He has given himself the freedom to just take the good of people's offerings without any um, hesitation, without any judgment or without muddying it up with expectations. That's a gift. It really is. Yeah. No, but I mean, really, does he know that about himself? No, he does. He totally knows that about himself. I don't know many humans like that. And I've asked him, like, how do you, how do you do that? Like, how do you not have any expectations? And he just, it, I, I really do think it is a spiritual gift, but it's something we can all work on is eliminating that bar that we've set for ourselves and for others, because recognizing that it's us setting mm-hmm. the bar or comparison or however you've established what you think you should be. And if we can let go of that expectation, man, it gives you freedom. Totally. And peace. Well, and I think sometimes we confuse being busy and doing as, mm-hmm. you know, and that's one of the points we had on there is that we get our worth from accomplishments or a checklist, right? Mm-hmm. And it goes right in line with that expectation of free we feel so good when we cross that off or we're always, you know, and I'm so guilty of this, you know, for the new year. I like was like, these are some habits I'm going to work on each mm-hmm. month. And that is really good. I think it's, I don't want to minimize how important to-do lists are and accomplishing things. But the point is to ask yourself, is that, is, is that where you're getting your worth from? Mm-hmm. And is that your focus? And you put these expectations. And so like, for example, at the end of the day, if you only crossed off one thing off that to-do list, how do you feel about yourself? Mm-hmm. And right. if you feel terrible, yeah. then it's a good reflection to stop and say, am I getting my self-worth mm-hmm. from my to-do list rather than inherently who I am? Mm-hmm. Right. right. And right. and I'm not, and I think that there is joy that comes in finishing things. And that is important. It's important we do things. I don't, right. I'm all for doing things. But we have to be careful that that doesn't become where the source of our worth. That's well, really, a really good point. That's a rule with anything. You cannot tie your self-worth to a label, to a thing, to a list, to anything. 
anytime you separate your self-worth away from the good soul and human that you actually are Mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna fail you're not gonna find that feeling of self-assured fulfillment like you are when you realize that your worth is not something you have to earn or you know or get a gold star on your to-do list do you want to hear something kind of sad you guys oh no not sometimes (laughs) (laughs) real talk time sometimes i will make to-do lists with things that i've already done like so say i make a to-do list at like 11 a.m and i'll be like well wait a minute i did the dishes we're gonna go ahead and put that on there just (laughs) so that way i make my to-do list and i'm like i just made my list and i'm already halfway done look at that (laughs) or you make it as like little things as possible so you have more things get out of bed check (laughs) you know i don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing i don't actually do that but i i i recognize that that's a thing um sometimes and i and i get it like i get why you might do that because you do want to give yourself a little bit more credit than Mm -hmm. you would if you didn't actually see it in writing so i think that there's a tool in that Mm -hmm. there's a a tactic or a strategy in that that helps you to go you know what yeah okay i i'm doing a lot more than Sometimes I feel like I'm doing. Yeah. Because yes. when I put it down That's on paper true, huh? and I check Noticing. the box, I can see. But having said that, I do get your point. Yeah. I mean, you don't well, want to connect to your value. Well, to are essential and important. And I do think right. that they're, yes. they're really a useful tool. And we're all doers. Uh, so they are needed. Makers. Yeah. I love the list. We're all <laughs> doers. But I think just, just a quick asking yourself, mm. is this what I'm deriving my worth from? Right. And there may have been a time... I'm just saying may have qualified, may have <laughs> Hypothetically speaking. been a time when my to-do list, and I remember my husband like kind of addressing this, but he would come home and I would like leave my to-do list out. Oh, you're good. I'm oh, not even you're kidding. You're so good. I would leave it out so that he would <laughs> see it. <laughs> so that he would see, because I felt like the work I was doing wasn't quantifiable. Wow. I felt like it wasn't. And I like wanted my gold star on my chart Mm. at the end of the day. Mm. And I remember him at some point, this was really early in our marriage, probably right after I um, started having kids and was staying home. And I had oddly like mellow babies. And so I remember one of them being asleep for like four hours and thinking like, I am home with this kid and I love him so much, but like I have a lot of time and I can't go anywhere and I don't know what to do. And so I would find stuff and I'd leave my little lists out. So, oh my gosh. so my husband would know I was being productive. And he you... he just he just drove that point home of the you know, the no expectations and like So he brought that up with you during Oh that totally. Season. He well I think I think he mm-hmm. probably was like so why are you showing me these to-do lists, you know? Mm, he and caught on he, to you. Yeah, he totally caught on to me. And he Smart just guy. made sure that he really drove the point home that me doing a good job was not contingent on me, like, mm. doing a bunch of stuff during the day and checking it off a list. Mm-hmm. That just being a mother to my sons was was what I was supposed to be doing. Most people are going to feel like they don't necessarily have a person that's going to validate them the way that your husband has validated you. So I would invite everyone to not look for that type of validation because mm-hmm. otherwise we go back to expectations. Mm-hmm. If we expect that, for example, our spouse is going to validate our 
Oh worth yeah, I'm married to a one in a million kind of dude. You are. Sorry, ladies, you can't have them. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we we yeah. can't be looking outside of ourselves for that kind of validation. Uh, oh, absolutely. I, I think that's kind of the point, mm-hmm. and I love that Taylor helped you to realize that. And I don't want anyone else to feel like they need somebody else mm-hmm. listening to us, a spouse, a friend, to validate from the outside what they feel the worth is connected mm-hmm. to. So I would invite them, everyone listening, and I do this myself. So I'm pointing the finger back at me. That for the time that you spend writing a to-do list, take a minute and also write down a few things about yourself that you're grateful for mm-hmm. or things that yeah. are more of who you are, the heart of who you are. Because I think all of these are tools that can be good and bad. And so it comes back to making sure we do all things in balance. Right? I love and that. that. And taking a minute to have that to-do list is really grounding, but also take a minute to write down, I have a, a practice of daily where I write down a few things that I'm grateful for that day. Mm-hmm. And I do that before I try to, I don't always <laughs> achieve it, but I try to do that at the same time or before I do my to-do list and it, it's centering. I love that. I love that you do it in connection with the list making. I have never thought of doing it like that. I typically separate my productivity. I'm a, I'm a very... Um, linear thinker, linear, I, I buckets, like I create, yes. I categorize, mm-hmm. I, what's the word guys? There's a word for this. Compartmentalize. I do. Yeah. I compartmentalize a lot. And so I love Melanie that you're connecting the productivity and accomplished based side of what we do with who we actually are. There's, there's what we do and there's who we are. And I think it sight. helps you catch, like, is this actually important? Mm-hmm. Like, right. I think there are tools and to do things that are important, mm-hmm. but it brings to the next point. Part of what robs us of joy is when we're so rushed. Mm-hmm. We put these expectations, we put these to-do lists of this will bring me joy today of accomplishing X, mm-hmm. Y, Z. And I remember one time making a list and in college and one of my sweet roommates came to me and she said, why did you put a day on this? And I said, well, these are the, the, my to-do list. And she said, Melanie, this is everything you need to do in a week. No one could do this in one day. <laughs> mm, yeah. And yet that was my expectation. Yeah. Wow. And, and I would just think, well, I'll just roll everything on to the next day. And it's interesting because even productivity experts, they recommend that you make a to-do list that's running and you don't necessarily change it each day. You know, yeah. there's a whole lot of different mind thoughts on that but I do think the important thing to pull from this is that if we're so rushed to accomplish to meet our expectations Mm -hmm. we're missing that ability to find joy because to find joy joy in the process process. joy Mm -hmm. is in the process and in the journey not the destination it is also in the destination right but how sad you know, to be always rushing around and to miss that. There's a wonderful article in the New York Times just recently about the happiest people in the world are those who know how to savor. Mm-hmm. And it talks about that word savor. And I think I love that word because when you think of eating and closing your eyes and savoring that chocolate, mm-hmm. I can just, I don't even have to be eating that chocolate. And I, I feel that joy of that chocolate. So I want to ask yourself, do you allow yourself to have that same savoring of moments when your child comes and sits at you and you're in the middle of something just to sit and feel what that little hand feels like on your arm or a friend, good friends laugh next to you, how joyful that is. You know, like the, obviously we can't savor every moment of every day, but I think taking that is a real thing. Stopping and smelling the roses that allows us allowing yourself to stop 
recognize that gratitude to savor really will let you see how much joy is already filled in your life that you're missing. It's mm-hmm. so true. And I, I was actually just talking to my kids about this um, not too long ago because they had made, they were making a comment about this is um, leading up to our move. And the comment was, I cannot wait until, right? Mm-hmm. And then I said, me too. Like we all can't wait. But if we always can't wait, right, then we're looking forward and into the future so much that we forget to actually be present. And so instead of just looking forward to only what's to, still to come, you've got to like embrace what's right in front of us and how, yeah. how fun is this and that and the other right in front of us right now. Let's focus on that. And I said it out loud so I could hear myself say it too. Right. Because I... I say that I can't wait until, mm-hmm. but if we're doing that, we're wishing away what's right in front of us. It's Absolutely. the if then mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was thinner, then I would be happy. Right. Right. If right. my, my I mean, kids no, not had right, straight A's, but- <laughs> yes, well, we're yeah. going to all be happy in our bathing suits with cellulite and I'm <laughs> fine with it. But if my, if my kids had better grades, then I would, if we had more money, then I would be happy if, you know, there's a lot of ifs, but when you hold off that happiness, man, that just really punishes yourself. And the secret is the then usually doesn't happen. And it certainly doesn't happen even when it does in the way that you think it's going to. And the if is just a thought that you create. Right. I mean, we, we get to choose those thoughts anyway. Mm-hmm. And so you start planting those seeds in your mind about if and then. Mm-hmm. It's all you. And That's that goes true. back to why I was so drawn to Melanie's mm-hmm. message today is is that like we get in our own way. We put these own uh, these thoughts in our mind and why are we getting in our own way? Yeah. We got to free ourselves from that. And I think that's the core, right? Is where do we start if we're trying to find joy? We start with ourselves. Yeah. We start with ourselves and as we learn to own our own story. So I feel like that's the first step, right? Mm -hmm. Is first off recognize like I may be rushing and perfecting away my life and forgetting about these things. So how, how can I find joy? And I think owning your own story, recognizing that I am imperfect, I'm in flawed and that's okay. And I think one of the tools that I've worked on, and I can say this with perfect clarity because honestly, I'm working on it right now, (laughs) is I've recognized what are the lies I tell myself or the Mm. things that come Mm -hmm. back that keep me from feeling... That block you. That block me, right? So like, for example, I'll share one because then hopefully this will help other people find theirs, right? So one thing that I struggle with is um, being on time. And this has made me so I get, it's a trigger for me where I get super frustrated because Mm. I try so hard. I have this expectation. I vision myself being on time and I have improved, right? I want to be on time, but I still fail because I'm a human. Mm -hmm. Go figure. (laughs) And then it's easy for that to go into a dangerous cycle, right? Because when we put these expectations on ourselves and then we fail as we will, what's the cycle, right? It's immediately Mm -hmm. just so frustrating. So instead finding a line that you can tell yourself in that moment where you're starting to feel frustrated and you catch yourself and you say, Oh no, no. So the, the line that I say that I'm working on, as I say, um, I have the courage to be late while striving to be on time. And <laughs> oh, I love it. And I love that. It's from another quote that I really love that I twisted it and made it mine to yeah. work for me. And so I think catching yourself, like really learning to own who you are and love 
it's easy to say. This is very easy to say, much harder to do. And I would suggest like writing your thoughts down. I would suggest talking to people that you love because sometimes when we're in our own head, it's so hard to see ourselves. Like Mm -hmm. if you write down the things you tell yourself in your head, I think you'll be surprised because you would never say them out loud to Mm -hmm. someone else. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. And I think there's power in that because if you find yourself struggling to write it down, I think you can... Mm-hmm. stop and be like, okay, then why am I allowing myself to think this? That's right? such a good point. Yeah. So learning to love who you are and finding joy in yourself in this imperfect state is crucial. Well, and when you start doing that, when you start you know, embracing that you're working on being on time, there's also a whole slew of evidence that would support that your Mm. story is pretty remarkable Mm -hmm. and our brains want so badly to find evidence that things are wrong and it's so much harder a practice to find the evidence of what is right and so when we're talking about you know owning your story this this notion and this thought of everybody's personal story has really been on my heart and on my mind so much of the importance of our story and and I think as women especially, our brains try so hard to discredit us immediately. And there is something, and I don't know if it's cultural or messages, I don't know if it's ourselves, I don't know what it is, but there is a resistance to recognize about yourself the things that are amazing about you, the things that are good, the things that make you unique and that make you yourself. And we we try to compartmentalize the bad, but we never recognize how much good and how much wonderful and beautiful and amazing things that there are. I think it's worth considering that when we recognize that there's resistance, mm-hmm. that's empowering in oh, and of for itself, sure. right? There's because, always growth and resistance. Right. And resistance yes. testifies of strength. Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Resistance isn't a force acting upon itself. It's a force acting upon a force. And so it it really does. If you, if you can switch your thinking, resistance really does testify of strength. And also owning your story of where you're at doesn't mean you give up on growth or change. In fact, it's more empowering, right? And and then you're able to change that narrative, the damaging thoughts, you're able to frame them in a positive way. And you're mm-hmm. more likely to change and grow if you're able to frame things in a positive light. Right. Like if you keep saying those negative things like, oh, I'm always, for me, I'm always like, I can never be on time. Well, I will continue to struggle yeah, with that. Yeah, perpetuate. Right. But if I could say like, well, that was a bummer, but we're going to try better tomorrow. Right. That's mm-hmm. more positive And I'm more likely to be able to be on time in the future. You totally mm-hmm. are. So habits change as we're able to be positive. And so I feel like finding that joy and acceptance of yourself is crucial. And as you find that joy and, and happiness of who you truly are in your flaws, in your story, then you're able to better find joy of other people. Yes. And, and joy from friends, right? Because you feel at peace with who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think a perfect example of this is, have you ever wanted to have a friend over for dinner and thought, I've got to clean my house first <laughs> before they come over. Or never, I've never thought it. <laughs> fretted so much. And obviously, we all want our house to be clean. I'm not saying we should all just not clean our houses. But this idea of, again, 
when we own our own story, like right now I'm in this phase of life and I'm going to try and do the best I can clean. But the point of having people over is not for me to have my house clean. It's not not to showcase you as a master of the domestic arts. But you can't get there until you own your own story. And Mm -hmm. so when you can't own your own story, you rob yourself of all these sweet relationships and friendships because you're so worried about things. Because you're waiting for things to be perfect before yes. you invite somebody in. Right. Yes. And, and as we all know, real connection comes through these, we'll call them weaknesses for lack of a better word, because mm-hmm. I actually don't think that a messy house is a weakness. So I'm not sure that that's the right word. Um, but what we might be tempted to view as flaws mm-hmm. are exactly what can help to truly connect us to each other. And we need each other. Yes. Do you know how good I feel when I go in someone's house mm-hmm. and there's like a laundry pile? I feel an instant soul sisterhood kinship <laughs> with whoever's house I'm no, at. No, for real though. I'm like serious. I really you feel do. Like your home. It makes me feel like, oh, thank goodness I'm not the only one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank goodness. Well, there's, what is it, Hugh Grant in two weeks ago, he said, perfect people are boring. No That's one right. wants yes. to be, yeah. no one wants to be married to perfect or with perfect. And it's true. Like mm-hmm. it's, and and how exhausting, right? To try mm. to keep that. To maintain that. To maintain, maintain that. that. Yeah. Yes. Or yes. expect it. To maintain mm-hmm. it yourself or to expect it of others. Mm-hmm. Just straight up exhausting all yes. around. That's mm. for darn sure. Mm-hmm. But it is, there's nothing better than having a friend that you know that they've struggled through things. And so you can turn to them when they've struggled. Because if you, it's very hard to turn to someone when you're struggling. If mm-hmm. that person, you know that this Right, you think this person has never had a hard day or a hard thing, right? right. And so we really have to open up our uh, up and be authentic or be real about our story. And this doesn't mean you have to like tell everyone your right. sob story, it's right? Not airing out your dirty mm-hmm. laundry, no, it's very no. different than that. Totally, yeah. But I think that openness and that real connection, and that is what we crave. That's why we're on social media. That's why mm-hmm. we, right? We're searching we have friendships for groups or we have, friends, yeah. right? We are all seeking connection because as women that is one of our needs well and the myth is the myth is that we are alone we're an island we're the only person we're the worst at this we're you know we're the only mom that has feelings like this or we're the only person who's who struggled with this but guys I'm, i'm gonna drop a truth bomb so buckle up okay here it goes guys everybody struggles with this everybody nobody is immune it's just whether or not we choose to be honest about things that we struggle with. Well, struggles are real, but struggles are different. Absolutely, People struggles are struggle different. struggle in different ways, but we all struggle. All of us. Like not a single person that you see in her prettiest picture on Instagram mm-hmm. is not struggling. Did I say that right? Because you know struggle meant, right? <laughs> yes. is a healthy and a natural and a beautiful part of growth and, a, and of life. But imagine the potential of having that experience not be a singular experience. Having that experience help us to grow ourselves, help others to grow, give other people the opportunity to serve us. Man, that's where the real magic happens, right? When, we, when we're able to openly connect and share with, rely on, learn from, grow together, that is, that's the point. Mm-hmm. That's where real connection happens. For sure. So if you are struggling, right? Like let's say you recognize, okay, I recognize there's some things that 
I need to do better so that I can experience joy on a day-to-day basis. I think there's some tools that you can do, like recognizing these things are good, practice some self-love, but there are some practical tools. One being, if you're really feeling like you're having a hard time with these thoughts, I'd recommend talking to a therapist. That sure helps so much. I'd also Mm -hmm. recommend um, taking time to meditate, right? In some having a gratitude practice. The other thing that I've done that's been very empowering is taking time to write down and find out who I am. What gifts do I have? And writing those down daily until I really feel like I they're part of me. You know, I am a woman who is, and not like I will be this, but I am, right? Writing the things mm-hmm. that you are. And, I, and then putting it down and going out and trying to find real connection with others. So you're saying that to record and write down and document basically affirmations absolutely is powerful yes mm-hmm. but affirmations specific to you it, it takes you know a relation having a relationship with yourself is like having a relationship like any other you have to ask questions and you have to sit there and you have to listen and you have to you know dig deep and you have to give it the time to really explore what your gifts are, who you are, what you're about. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when you do put pen to paper for mm-hmm. what it's worth, I think we all have experience with this. It it takes it to a completely different level. It helps you to filter through too, because it you does. can write things down. And mm-hmm. when you're doing this, I would encourage you for what works really well for me. And it may work well for some of you is I will write down any single thing that comes into my head. And then I will read it back to see like, do, is that really true? Is mm. that is that what I really think? I I get everything out because sometimes I can get in my head and like use qualifiers and mm. disprove things before I ever have the opportunity to write it down and really explore it. Mm-hmm. And so I made a list um, actually at the beginning of this year of I just titled it things things I know to be true, and I started with easy things. I'm a mom. I didn't say I'm the best mom. I'm a good mom. I'm not like I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. And I started with the simple things that my brain would let me hmm. regurgitate. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. Um, you know, I love to hike or whatever that list was. And as I got comfortable in that practice, the list grew and it changed. And hmm. I was able to identify some things that I needed to be working on in the best way, things that I wasn't quite living up to my potential but it helped me to clarify what those things actually were. That's incredible. I love that. And it wouldn't have happened the same way had you not put pen to paper. Absolutely not. Right. Like there's a power in that for sure. And you know, what's wonderful too, is then when you are having a rough day or a rough moment, mm-hmm. there's a resource that you know you can pull out, Yeah. be reminded of how you felt or do it again. Right. Mm-hmm. And I right. think that there is really a benefit to have that in writing and down and a power. And I also say, I think open yourself to be vulnerable and ask one of your friends, like what gift do you see in me? Mm -hmm. And then tell them what gift you see in them. And I think having those types of conversations too can really open up so much joy, Mm -hmm. not only in yourself, but in friendships. Totally. I literally asked Becky that question this morning. Did I not? She sure the heck did. (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about something and yep, I just laid it out there. Well, and, and beyond the connection that you feel when you do that, like Becky and I literally were having a conversation like that earlier today, but I like that you had a part to that, to the first suggestion you were just making when you said, um, ask 
a trusted friend what they see in you mm-hmm. but then most people would think are you are you serious like that's so awkward like i look it like, feels narcissistic it, feels, it does it right feels, but then yeah. you said but then be ready and be prepared to offer to them what you see in them because i mm-hmm. totally agree with you and this is part of what we were talking about earlier becky and i is that sometimes it takes an outside person which is everybody, right? You are yourself mm-hmm. and everybody else is an outside person what said with air quotes. Um, it takes someone on the outside to help you realize things about yourself, not because it has to be truth, right? Because we think our own thoughts and they think their thoughts. But if somebody can help us see in us what we may not realize, it helps us to investigate that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or in Becky's case with what she was doing in her notebook, writing that down. Let me write that down. Let me play with that thought and see, is that my truth? Is that what I feel like I am or who I am or what I'm supposed to be? And then, and mm-hmm. for the most part, cause it's all, you know, positive, you want to live up to that and you want to, mm-hmm. you want that to be an affirmation, not just a hope. And I think that we all know and believe that we're all here for each other. We help each other. And so let's, let's be there for each other and let's enlist in that help and asking people to help us see our gifts as we offer to them what we see as their gifts. Mm-hmm. There's power in that. And I would say the kind of the big thing too, the last point I want to take is that as we do this, we're able to model a growth, um, a growth mindset for our children, mm-hmm. for our posterity, for those we love. And that I think when we think of our children, there is kind of a rise in mental health. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of it is because of the expectations we have on ourselves. Mm-hmm. It passes down. It trickles down. And so as we're able to recognize these things that are good about us, we're also going to be able to recognize how to help our children, how to show them that we love ourselves when we mess up and make mistakes, own those mistakes. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make us less than, right? Right. But we... we love each other through our mistakes and, and to change that expectation level. Right. And I, and I think that that is crucial to the children that are growing, that they feel that they're, you know, we want to be safe. We want to be the best parents we can, but also if we can't show them that as an adult, that we can mess up and recover from it and we immediately Mm -hmm. go to a a vulnerable place or a bad place, then it's just going to amplify for them too. Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. So it's, I think, learning to love yourself as things are messy as you mess up and then also learning to own that and to fuck that in a positive way to yeah. others is is really quite crucial we actually had an experience with this so last week ish we were in italy and beck and i and i have my youngest daughter caroline is in kindergarten and at the school we go to they have a monthly like student of the month award based on like having good character and and um this was a really important thing to my daughter as she's watched people all year get this award and um has worked really hard to try to you know have good character always always being helpful in the classroom and of course Murphy's Law I'm out of town and I get the email Caroline's getting the award and I was devastated because I knew I knew she was going to be devastated because I've been there for everything in her life I've been there for every field trip for every moment of her life I've been there for and I just felt so much guilt that I was on this you know this fun trip with my husband and friends um, and I wasn't going to be there for this moment that she looked forward to and um, 
as I'm scrambling and trying to figure this out and trying to solve the problem, and I don't know if it was my sister-in-law, Mel, or, or Becky, who said this to me, but they're like, it is so good for your kids to see that you can't do it all. And I was like, you know what? That's seriously, that's true. Because I've, I guess in my effort to, you know, have them not feel pain or, or feel abandoned or feel whatever, I have done a perfect job at being there for everything. And she really, when she said that, it just really hit me. And I thought, you know what? You're right. Caroline is going to be fine. She's going to be, she knows I love her. She's going to be fine. And more than that, this practice of me not being there because I just couldn't be there is good for her. Mm -hmm. It's good for her to see that I cannot do it all. Sure is. And it really made me think about how in my life I'm presenting that to my children of, I don't want them to get into adulthood and say, oh, I have no idea how my mom did it all because she was amazing and she was just so awesome because that's not the truth, right? I can't do it all. I don't do it all. And You are awesome. And they, well, I, mean. I do think I'm awesome. <laughs> but I live a joyful, messy, and perfect I do. Life. I really do. Exactly. And I, I, but I don't ever want, particularly my daughters, I don't want them to have the expectation of themselves of what they're viewing me to be. Totally. Because it's setting them up for, you know, totally disappointment. Well, not only disappointment, but really heartache that they don't have to go through. So I think that is exactly, you know, learning how to model, letting our children see us own our mistakes mm-hmm. and not be devastated by them, but say like, well, that was a bummer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and not allowing ourselves to, you know, be so upset, like finding mm-hmm. that joy in that mess. Yeah, right. Totally. And, and I got to tell you, in there together. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was fine. Someone took a video for me. She was just as excited. She relayed. She was a little disappointed, but she was fine. She was totally she was fine. fine. And of it'll course. help her someday when she's a mom. Yeah, she can't make it anything, and she's like, you know what? I it's remember fine. as a child. Yeah. You know, like when and- I was in kindergarten, my mom totally did not come to that, and it was great. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, everything works out. But it is. It would be. It, the world truly would be an exhausting and no fun place if everyone had it together. And it's so I, I think the key is to then find that joy and the happiness because that's what life is about, right? Right. Mm-hmm. The right. collection of happy and these, the and these messy moments. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, the phrase is embracing the mess, right? We, we hear mm-hmm. that. It's almost like a buzz phrase. We hear it. Um, when, when you hear that, Melanie, embrace the mess embrace the messy of life like what do you connect with that or do you feel like that's just a kind of a trendy phase or do you feel like that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing so I like it but I also feel like I think embracing the mess isn't really I feel like it's more of like choosing joy in the mess right Right. like Mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm not saying that I don't embrace the mess because sometimes it does drive me crazy, right? Mm -hmm. But the point is that when I'm cleaning up the mess, I'm finding joy in those moments that like, well, I have literal mess because I have five little kids. (laughs) But as we're cleaning up the mess, we are joyful. We're finding the joy in it, right? And so I do think, yes, definitely embrace the mess. But more than that, embrace the joy that you have this mess because you're living and you're and you're doing amazing, family. incredible things. And you have people that you love. And yes. you have a healthy body that allows you to 
to move and interact and mm-hmm. yes. ha- yeah, have just let yourself feel that joy. Most likely you are impeding yourself from feeling that joy that comes yeah. because of your messy life. Thank I love you. my messy life. Oh my gosh. Oh, every last bit of it. And, and I hope that each of us is feeling even more encouraged to be honest about how we feel with mm-hmm. that and that we can, we can, um, have courage to be a little bit more open with how we share, um, in our personal lives and our personal relationships online through social media and all the areas of our life. Like we were talking about earlier, it's not about airing your dirty laundry, but it's about being honest, be more who you are and, and embracing your truth and letting, allowing yourself to connect with other people because of, of that, because of who you are. I actually love what you said too about, um, with when you're not sure what your gifts and your talents are asking, asking the trusted friend, what would it be like? Like, just take a minute and think, what would it be like if today you really tried to do this for like three people that you came in contact with? Mm-hmm. Just three people. And you made it a practice to look, I mean, to really look and just to be able to tell them one thing that you see that was great about that you see in them something that they may not see in their themselves or just a specific compliment if we could all get in this practice of trying to find these things in others you can't help at that point but not find the things in yourself and to feel more joy Mm -hmm. all of it yeah yeah i love that yes melanie Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. It's been a joy. Thanks this for having so us. Great. And I and I so think good. that anyone listening to you just wants to be your neighbor and your best friend. So where can people find you and connect <laughs> with you? So I'm on Instagram at Melanie Burke. There's no E on the Burke, unfortunately. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm also on an app Prism that I've just created. So I also Melanie on there yeah no big deal no, no big, big deal, deal she by just the way. you you may remember prison was a sponsor of our podcast a few weeks ago yeah. actually mm-hmm. and we just love prism these are people who are creating a safe wonderful place helping you to document your story and is there anything better than people in this world who are doing awesome things no there's not <laughs> it brings hope. Prism, wow. by the way, is spelled with an X. P-R-I-X-M. P-R-I-X-M, the platform X, the new platform, and a place where I hope that this this message of finding joy, that you're able to better document on on that this particular... Although, I think you can document it everywhere. You can really find the joy everywhere. But we've spent some time studying what are some of these things that are causing, right? Some of these things that we talked about of robbing mm-hmm. us of joy, that there is some things in technology that are damaging. And we've tried to remove those and create a better platform where we can connect with our family, have more of these heart-to-heart conversations and moments and better record it, which we all love. Oh, we sure do. <laughs> At this table, that is a common passion for sure. And there's no right or wrong way to do it, but I love that each of us has an opportunity to find and connect with ways that we can tell our story, record our thoughts, impressions, memories, whatever you're recording, and and try to make a difference in your own life and connect with other people. I think that's just what it's about. 
Mm-hmm. So thank you for being such a light in this world, Melanie. Oh, thank you. Melanie Burke without an E. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being with us as always. We are we invite you to also connect with us on social media. We are Becky Higgins LLC and Becky Proudfit. That's where you can find us. Um, and it means a lot to us, not only that you're here, but when you share about the podcast, when you reach out to us, it means a lot, but it means like even more when you go out of your way to post about it, share about it, tell a friend privately that we never even hear about any type of sharing that you're doing about cultivate a good life. We feel like it makes a difference because what we're trying to do here is help each of us in our quest to cultivate a good life. That's what this is all about. So thank you. Yes. You can leave a review on iTunes. Of course, that would mean a lot to us. We'll send you a million dollars if you do. Just kidding. Just kidding. Not a million dollars. We're not going to do that, but it means a lot. Maybe a hundred grand candy bar. We'll see. (laughs) If you're lucky. Anyway, thanks you guys for being here. We so appreciate you. We love you. We know that you are crushing it in more ways than you even realize. And we are here supporting you as you do so. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I'm a girl who loves the sea. I don't know it this. It calls guys. me. This is like the best Disney I know, music I've ever. I've seen the movie. I'm the daughter of the village king. We have descended from voyagers. Cross the way across the sea. And it calls me. What is this show called? It's called Cultivate a Good Life, Rebecca. is and i don't even have water it does she gets out of her vibe do you want water she has water i for brought you. water no 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 no. i'm good it's really gonna be fine it's gonna as be soon fine. as you get rolling <laughs> i know you're gonna be great uh, it's always a start okay here we go this is cultivate a good life episode 29 sounds like a question i'm not sure what do you think should it be we're 29? gonna get through this it's gonna be great